after further review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. further review i've known it's been a while but we've had this outbreak so we've kind of been on a break and finally i got a, got a guest on the show to interview them and uh since we can't get in the studio uh for the next well month actually because of the uh, extended homestay uh we'll probably be doing mostly a lot of podcasts like the rest of the world has been doing they've been directly going to podcasts or virtual podcasts on zoom or whatever facetime that they have uh, for their technology but we've got brian bucky from the toledo blade he is always got some great information for you and he's going to talk a little bit about men and women's basketball how it was affected by the coronavirus also how football has been affected and brian welcome back to the show uh, different circumstances here yeah i'm coming from home obviously so uh yeah, it's good to be back on. So, Brian, uh, the, the, tell me, as a sports reporter and, and, and people out there listening, um, there's no sports. So, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> right, you kind of got to get creative. Um, we've kind of done a lot of stories on, you know, there's been a lot of stories on things getting canceled, obviously, and, and just news of, you know, different sports leagues and things that have come from the coronavirus. Um, but, you know, no live sports to go to, um, you know, a Saturday night or, um, so it's a little different, but kind of pace the week and you kind of have to get creative and, and finding, um, interesting stories. Um, yeah, so it's definitely a different time, but, um, we still have to go on like, like usual. Uh, now, if you do interviews and stuff like that, do you do it virtually or kind of like we're doing on the phone? Because obviously we're not allowed to be out on the streets. I, actually, I was out playing basketball at the park and um, I was by myself at first. And then a group of guys decided to come up there. No, I didn't play with them. And the police mm-hmm. came up and said, you guys, you got dispersed. And, you know, no, no groups of people on the basketball court. W- what is your case uh, where you what do you have to do? Yeah, I do most I do phone interviews. I haven't really gotten into the virtual Zoom or um, Skype or anything like that yet. Um, I've been doing most of my interviews just over the phone, so um, that's something I could do in the future. That was um, some face to face to face, you know, FaceTime or Zoom or something like that. But I haven't gotten into that yet. Kind of crazy how before this epidemic, I never heard of Zoom. So basically, right. it it directly affected the men and women's program, which is actually crazy. If we look at the timeline here, the rocket women were in the Mac tournament in Cleveland in a quarterfinal game and mm-hmm. basically beat the number one seed central Michigan. I think a few weeks earlier, they beaten central Michigan. So it was a great matchup for them. There were no fans there. Now I'm not going to put down the women's game, but to me, the no fans there, you know, 
the few of the Rocket fans that are going to be there, basically, I believe, on a Wednesday afternoon, was going to be slim. Uh, normally, the crowds at Mac Terman's, both men and women, don't really get there till maybe the semifinals and finals. So it, it kind of just seemed like a regular game at the the the, the queue at Quicken Loans Arena, or is it Rocket Mortgage now? It's one of the two. Yeah, Rocket Mortgage. And, and uh, they ended up getting the win, which is great. Uh, the Rocket men had won on Monday, and then the next day, everything's canceled. Season's done. Mm-hmm. No more. No tournaments. No nothing. Uh, what was you, what, now? Were you there for the Central Michigan win that the Rocket women had gotten? And then, if you were, what was it like going from that euphoria to basically oh, season's over? Like it just was just weird. Yeah, yeah. It was a weird feeling. Like you said, there are no fans allowed. There was limited. I think like you know, people close to the program could take maybe one or two people each. Or, so there were actually some fans there. So like you said, it wasn't too much different, I didn't think, than a normal game. It looked like it was dead silent and no one was there. There was still a, a decent group of Central Michigan people and Toledo people. I mean, they were too fine to kind of behind the bench, but they were making noise. They were getting into the game. So it wasn't like it was like an eerie setting or anything that had rocket mortgage, but... Um, yeah, Toledo played really well. I mean, like you said, they beat Central a week earlier, I think, and then they, they were able to beat him again. So then you get you go the next day. Were you able to interview any coaches and players, like, to get their reaction on, like, man, season's over. And the thing about it was a week earlier during senior night, it actually did affect the Rockets because it affected Mariella Santucci on her senior day. Her parents had to be – left in Chicago because of the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of a heartbreaking thing for her. They hadn't seen her play, so um, it was disappointing. They couldn't, you know, be there to see her on her senior night. But, yeah, I mean, after, after I think they were practicing on Thursday because they had an off day before they played Friday against um, Ohio in the, in the semifinals. I think that's right. So, um they were out on the court, you know, doing warm-ups. Yeah, that, that is – that is sorry to interrupt you. That is that is right because then the men would have played that night, their quarterfinal, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Toledo was getting in those workouts and kind of going through a scouting report and whatever they do, you know, the day before a game when they kind of heard the news. And I think Coach Cullip said she um, huddled, kind of huddled the team up and and had to, just, you know, deliver the hard news. And she said there were a lot of, a lot of tears, especially just – for the seniors, um, and she she really felt like they were they were playing well, and they, and they were starting to play pretty well. Um, and they made a tough matchup against Ohio, but um, they were starting to hit their stride. And I think Coach Cole really felt like they could make a special run, but obviously that was you know cut short. Yeah, and then you know no NCAA tournament, very bizarre. What about the men's side? The men had won on Monday, and then they had to wait almost all the way to, what is it, it was Wednesday, actually. They were going to play their quarterfinal game, right? Or was it Thursday, quarterfinal Thursday, then semi? They were going to play Thursday night, yeah. Yeah. They had a 630 game against Bowling Green. (laughs) The team down south. Yeah, on Thursday. So, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of a different situation. They got that first-round game. They won that over Western. They did go to Cleveland, and they were, you know, kind of preparing for the game, and 
doing walkthroughs and stuff like that. And obviously they got the news as well. And, you know, they felt they were playing well. I mean, who knows what would have happened. You know, Bowling Green's obviously, I mean, they're a good team this year. And, but I think Toledo had to kind of like their, like their chances a little bit in that game at least. And who knows, maybe they could have made a run, maybe they wouldn't have. But um, it was still disappointing for guys like Willie Jackson and Luke Snappy who have had, you know, great careers at Toledo. And they didn't really get a chance to kind of see it, see it through to the end. Yeah, and now there was, at the time, there was speculation that possibly they would let the seniors kind of repeat their season. Now, I could understand basically the spring season because their season was pretty much trash, so I can understand that. But in basketball, technically, you played your full season almost. I mean, there was no way that I thought they were going to let that happen. And I believe just a few days ago or a week ago they said, you know, they'll let the spring sports seniors come back, but for basketball, it's pretty much over. So Willie Jackson and Luke Kanapke, their their careers are over at University of Toledo. But at least by at least they got a win, though. Yeah, they ended on a win. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think with the winter sports thing, I mean, some teams are already done with their season. Um, really, so it's kind of a mixed bag. I mean, I know a lot of people didn't get the conference tournament, but their team had already finished up their their season and. I think it, it, it hurts for everyone. I mean, everyone's in the same boat. And, you know, there are teams that were going to the tournament for the first time, and, you know, Dayton was poised to make a run at the NCAA title, and there's just a lot of, you know, kind of good stories that didn't get to, to finish out. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of the guys, uh, you know, a lot of the, the, the team, the bad teams that ended early, you know, with their season. Now, there was a couple conference champions. You know, obviously the smaller conferences do their stuff earlier. Right. But as I said before, you know, that's pretty crazy. How else has it – it's also affected football, by the way, which uh, they're not in season, but it affected their spring practice. And some people are saying that's kind of important considering that you, you got a lot of new staff members on the staff. How did it affect football? Yeah, so they got – I think they got three practices in. Um, and then they had, it was spring break, so they took a little bit of a, a break then, and obviously students never really came back to campus, I don't think, because campus was shut down. So, um, you know, a lot of the players are all at home right now. Um, they're doing, you know, they're getting, you know, playbooks to look over. They're sending, coaches are sending them film, and it's on, it's kind of on them to stay in shape, though, and, and keep up their weight and all that. But, yeah, like you said, it is big. I mean, they were happy to get those three practices in, and they can kind of use what they're able to accomplish in those three practices. But, like you said, they have two new key defensive coaches, a new defensive coordinator, a new assistant, a new co-defensive coordinator. So, um, yeah, spring was kind of an important time to kind of get, especially for the, for the defense, to get things installed and kind of get the hang of, of what, you know, Vince Cares and, and Craig Kulagowski kind of wanted to see from the defense um, moving forward. Oh, man, and that that's kind of crazy. Now going going into the, the virtual world, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how do you think this will impact the men and women's team? Well, if there is a next year, because, <laughs> I mean, it looks like it might affect college football. Uh, mm-hmm. is it a seasonal we don't know I mean it, it, because it could clear up in the summer but you know if it's like the flu we could probably come back in December do we got to quarantine again I mean you know it's just a lot of 
um, variables, but let's say it, it does kind of clear up and we go into a next season or they find a vaccine or whatever. How does this kind of shortcoming and kind of the hold on recruitment, how is it going to affect the men and women's basketball teams for next season? Yeah, I'm not not really really sure how well. I know there's been a lot of change with just I think there are four players who transferred out of the program for basketball right when they finished up the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they have to kind of reload, and they they've done a good job of. I think they'll have maybe four true freshmen and a junior college transfer right now coming in. They have another transfer from Walsh University who'll sit out mm-hmm. um, this coming year. So it'll be kind of a a big time roster turnover, and then Marion Jackson is testing the NBA waters, so that's up in the air a little bit still. So now wait a minute, let's, let's be honest: is he doing like Justin Turner did last year, where yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, 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 get get a kind of a result of you know or where your game is at? And uh, I mean, some people nowadays ask people should know that you can go and test the NBA waters as long as you don't get an agent. You can test right. the, test the waters, and then come back and I guess that's stuff you can improve on in your game. I guess yeah. my surprise is even Marion wasn't a bad player but um, kind of wasn't it kind of surprising that he would try to test the, the NBA waters just to see where he's he's at? I mean Yeah, I mean he had a good season but um, I mean I think that there's like an undergraduate underclass committee or something. I forget what the exact name of it is but they they do that. They evaluate you know, these players, when they come in as underclassmen or, I guess, non-seniors, and they kind of evaluate their game and give them some feedback and, you know, tips to improve their game and all that stuff. So I think that's kind of maybe what he wanted to to get out of it, just kind of see where his game stacks up. And obviously, you know, Justin Turner, like you mentioned, did the same thing, and he came back. So I'd expect him to come back and, and be back at Toledo for his senior season, though. So... Yeah, that, that that makes a, a lot of sense, and um, yeah, like I said, crazy, crazy, crazy times, times right now. Um, it's unfortunate some of the seniors that I, you know, I'll miss seeing, you know, Maria Mariella Santucci. Also, Nakia Black also said, I think didn't she have one more year, but she decided to, to kind of move on. Yeah, she had graduated, and I think she has kind of plans for the future, so she kind of uh, just decided to move on and. Yeah, she was a, she was a great player, and I think she was our leading scorer this year. So, and then Sarah um, Rokin will be gone too. Yeah, Sarah Rokin, and then um, Ariane Whitaker, who came in as a grad transfer, is also graduated. So they lose four four players from last year. So, um, I think they'll be they'll be okay. Though they have a lot of young talent. With you know, Quinesha Lockett had a really good season, um, and some other freshmen kind of contributed. So. Um, you know, Tanaya Beecham will be a senior, so they have a lot of uh, a lot of lots to look forward to in the women's basketball program. Mm. Uh, yeah, like I said that, that, that that's pretty good. So, what actually is uh, on the docket? It's yeah, you know, it's kind of day to day, week to week kind of thing. Just trying to find find stories how. You know, the coronavirus is affecting different teams. We've done a lot of stories on that, so mm-hmm. kind of finding new angles and new ways to cover, you know, what's going on right now. So um, it's a little bit unpredictable. You know, usually there's a lot of structure to to what we do as, as 
sports writers with whether it's during football season when there's a Monday press conference and then mm-hmm. I practice on Tuesday and then there's a game Saturday, obviously, until, you know, the midweek games. And then during basketball season, you know, we have up to like, you have three home games in a week. So it's just, it's just different. It's not as regulated and regimented, but, um, we still have to kind of look for, look for these stories. Now, you did do a good story about a D2 guy moving up to D1, JT Shoemate from yeah. Walsh University. Uh, tell us a little bit about that story. Yeah, so he, he played two years at at, uh, at Walsh University, which is, I think, near Canton. Mm-hmm. And um, he was, you know, a freshman of the year in the, in the conference that they're in. And, I think he averaged 18 points a game as a as a freshman, and came back and averaged like 14 points as a as a sophomore. And he uh, he's going to try to make the jump. You know, he's going to make the jump to Division One. He's going to sit out a year and kind of get acclimated to the Division One level and practice with you know the the guys on the team. So um, I think that you know they're looking forward to having him, and I think he, he's. You know, glad to to be joining the the Toledo team. So, what made how did how did UT find him? Or I mean, usually you don't. This is usually unorthodox. You normally don't see a person go up a division unless maybe like a grad transfer. Uh, but mm-hmm. not not normally someone that's in the middle of their career. Normally, people go down so they don't have to sit out right. a year. Now, does he have to sit out a year, or does he can he play right away, changing divisions? Because I know from Division One to Division Two, you don't have to sit. Yeah, I believe he has. To, I think he has to sit out a year. That's what I thought. And he said even if even if they change that rule, like there, he said he wanted to take a you know a redshirt season and kind of get get used to the Division One game. So, um, so yeah, I'm not exactly sure how they he got on his radar. I don't know if he was someone they recruited, you know, when he was coming out of high school. He's I think he's from Newark, Ohio. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know if he was on their radar as a recruit coming in. Um, originally, and then went the D two route, or um, maybe they just caught wind of him, you know, obviously, and his stats kind of stood out. So maybe they took a you know bigger look at him and thought he could be someone who could help them out, um, you know, moving forward. You know, I, I really think that it, it's kind of kind of crazy. I, and I, I, you know, I coach as you know at AAU, and I'm seeing a, a, a trend or a route here where. 30 years ago, if if you wanted an experienced player, you were probably going around the JUCO route. JUCO route's still kind of used now, but now this transfer portal thing, it's like the coaches are now going to that. I mean, it's almost like I kind of t- try to tell kids. I mean, it, it's funny because you probably see it too, all these rankings of these kids and this and that, and it's like, well, first of all, here's here's some game for you. Nobody cares if you're the number one eighth grader in the country. I mean, it, yeah. you, you might be on somebody's radar, but let's face it, you, you could potentially fall off. College coaches aren't going to be really seeing you until, unless you really, really the except, exceptional talent, the end of your sophomore yeah. year. But other than that, most of the time, most coaches aren't going to really recruit you until your your end of your junior year going into senior year. And some coaches that are to the point now where, They'll just take a look at you, but they're going to try to get more talent out of the transfer portal because they want to know, can you play college basketball? You're going to get a kid that's already been acclimated to college basketball because for a lot of freshmen, let's face it, it's kind of hard. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see a lot of these guys graduate, and then they want it from the smaller schools, and they want to take a shot at, you know, seeing if they can play for a, more of a major program. And, I mean, Justin Turner's going through that a little bit right now. He's probably one of the top transfers on the market right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, guys finish up there, they get their degree, and they can be a graduate transfer, and they look to take advantage of that one year and, and play for, a, you know, a bigger team and, and see what they can do. Um, I mean, there's examples where it doesn't work out. There's examples where it does. But um, I think it's definitely something that's not going away um, anytime soon. No, no, no. I mean, it, it just – and plus, look at it. It's like just a plethora of guys in the, in the transfer portal, especially if you're a mid-major um, you can you can get some guys from the Power Fives that can probably you know almost like a, a Fletcher from a couple of years ago. I mean that worked out great for the Rockets. But then again, right. there's some guys that go to mid major and say you know I can go up to the, the 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 Power Fives. I just think it's just a matter of kids' maturation in the game. I mean sometimes you, some kids they they have maybe the talent, but maybe they don't have the the mental or physical maturity. Sometimes the kid might have the mental and physical maturity, but just has to really work on their game. And, you know, within that point, you know, sometimes, you know, you end up going up a level where you could be a D1 player by your junior year. Sometimes some kids could be junior, senior year. They could be a go from a low to mid to a high major type of player. I mean, it just goes by how you, how you really work on your game. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, the verbal commit that the Rockets got from um, Norance Barry. Yeah, so he was an interesting guy. Um, he's a six-four kind of uh, small forward wing type play- type player. I think he's a, a really good athlete. I think he's playing at a prep school in Pennsylvania this season. It looked like it was a little hard to find info on him. He was, I think, he's kind of switched around to a few different high school prep school type things. So, um, but I think he had some interest from some high majors early on in the, in the process. Um, I think he maybe even got offered by you know West Virginia. And, um, so he's a, he's a he's a good player that they're high on, and I think can can help them out. And, and they they just need more players coming in just because of the, all the supporting players that transferred out after the season. So um, I think it was a good gift for them, and um, I think they they think it'll be a good fit for them too. Mm. Now, anyone leaving the program, but besides the two seniors, I mean, they ended up bare for the men's program. It was pretty bare. Yeah, so they have those four transfers who transferred out. So Dylan Alderson is, mm-hmm. is transferring. Um, T.J. Smith, Donovan Moore, and Aaron Edrington. So those are the four guys who are who are leaving, and I mean they're all. Supporting players, they didn't play a whole lot. I think Edmonton was registered in um, this season, so I mean it'll, it'll hurt their depth, but they've kind of reloaded. So they'll be they'll be pretty young, and they'll have a lot of roster turnover outside of you know Marion if he comes back, and Spencer Wilson, and uh, and uh, you know Keyshawn Saunders will be kind of the, the returning players there, and then you know Luke Maranka will have to step up, and AJ Du will be coming back, so that'll help. Right. What about on the women's side? Yeah, I haven't heard much on on the on the women's side um, right now. So they have a lot of returning players, like um, we talked about before. So I think they have a, a decent recruiting class coming in as well. So they should be set up pretty well. 
Okay, I guess no news is good news. Dylan Alderson went to Indiana Wesleyan University. That's where he actually uh, transferred to. Um, You need another article. It was actually a pretty good, interesting article about the trainers. Their life kind of changed, too. Yeah, so obviously they have no kind of face-to-face interaction or um, on campus. No one's on campus, so... The trainers with their rehab, you know, they're, if they're rehabbing players or, you know, doing, you know, exercises and um, preventative stuff, um, maybe someone's out of surgery and they're, you know, doing rehab or something, and then the strength and conditioning staff, who's, who normally are really busy right now, you know, with all sports, you know, getting in the late room and doing their either season or off-season, you know, activities, so... You know, now they have to, you know, spend workouts. Maybe um, people have to go to outpatient, you know, rehab instead of rehabbing on campus. Um, so it's kind of a different world, you know. Uh, they send them workouts and they have to get creative with, they don't have barbells. They have to, you know, I think one of the guys mentioned it, you have to you know, put gallons of milk in a bag and lift those. And so it just depends on the person and what equipment they have and what they're able to do. But it's kind of... Uh, uh, an time I'm looking at the picture in the article. Um, is that Jalen Sanford? <laughs> He's taping up. Is that, it is. It like, is. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. This looks like a picture from last year, and it's probably in it Cle- is, yeah. Cleveland where they're taping up an ankle. <laughs> yeah. Nate Navigato's in the background too. <laughs> yeah. It's like okay, they're using they're using one. They're using a picture from. I think it was the only one we had on Brian Jones, so I think that's why, yeah. Uh, yeah, that is true. He's never really featured that much because yeah. even though he keeps them healthy and, and on the floor, you know, he doesn't really get yeah. to feature too much. <laughs> wow, that 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 is r- really crazy. So, uh, like we mentioned before, you, you got a lot of stuff in the works and hopefully, you know, stand, trying to stay busy. Um, or, have you been watching any esports or something like that? Or I mean, <laughs> No, I mean, no. that's what it's gotten to. ESPN was showing Durant yeah. versus Jones. It, it, it was like, okay, there's yeah. nothing on TV. NBA, okay, yeah. 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 Um, no, mainly Netflix for me and Amazon, all that kind of stuff. But um, I haven't really gotten – I've been watching some classic games. I watched that, that UFC-Texas game football that they showed, the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had that on replay, I think, Thursday night. So. They did. Yeah, that was a pretty cool game to kind of – I I remember kind of watching that game and it had a lot of memories. So, yes, I mean, some of that um, I'll get into, but, um, yes, it's rough landscape for sports on TV right now. I mean, you can only... You can only do so much. I mean, you know, you know the outcome of the games. I think there was a what was a, there was another game, classic game that they had on. Oh, basically they played um, the Cavs, the 2016 run when they were down 3-1. Oh, yeah. Played that, yeah. I believe, game five, and then fast-forwarded to game seven. Uh, they played that. But like I said, it, you can only do that. The last dance for the Bulls, they pulled that for that 1998 season. They basically was supposed to come out June 1st. Now it's all the way up to April nineteenth. I mean, you know, the, you got to get some contact. You never realize this, and and you know, me and right. I have been in sports for a while. How important live sports is. I mean, once it's taken away, it was kind of like we've taken it kind of for granted. You know what I'm saying? Like we get so much in the grind, and I know kind of how your schedule goes. That by the time it hits May, you're totally exhausted. 
and in mm-hmm. June is this the time where you just you kind of chill out? I know you do some mud hens coverage here and there, but right. now that it's kind of taken away from you, it's just like you don't realize how big it is in part of your life and how life is so boring without it. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, you sit down at you know 7 p.m. and you're maybe getting something to eat. You turn on the TV and you expect to see, you know, whether it's baseball, basketball, hockey, you expect to be able to turn on something and and get in or, you know, have that kind of entertainment. And, and you know, it's just all, all kinds of different things. You know, I'm checking scores on the phone usually mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. So those, all, the, all these apps I don't even, like, use now, <laughs> right now on the phone. <laughs> it's like... It's like fantasy sports, that's another thing. Yes, fantasy sports is, is out. Yeah. You, you're right, and you can only watch. I mean, I ended up trying to get the, the free trial of HBO. Do you have HBO? I don't, know. Uh Try the free trial of HBO now. It's a 14-day trial. I'm not trying to really promote anything, but they got the, the, the I don't know if you've seen it, the Christian Dawkins story, the scheme. He was pretty much part of the FBI investigation. They play all the wiretaps, and he explains his side of the story of how it, it became that he became basically part of this FBI investigation because he was trying to really much start his own agency. Um, it's a two-hour documentary. It's re- it's really interesting. Um, I ended up okay. doing the HBO Now free trial period. Obviously, I'll, I'll give you a hint here. You need a credit card number, but as soon as you sign up, make sure you have it so you stop the renewal. So then, after the fourteen days, they don't renew it. That's you know that's the, the key. But um, yeah. you know that, that 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 it was pretty. It was a good story. And then I watched the the shop from from LeBron James. Obviously, he's got about three seasons now. It usually it was two or three episodes per season, but I mean I can only watch so much of this stuff. You know, you can only watch so much Netflix, ESPN Plus. It's just like, oh my god! And I've been doing coaches virtual clinics. It, it feels actually I I be telling you this thing too. I took for granted how just doing simple things is driving to a subway or driving to train kids or driving to play a little bit of game oh, of basketball. I took that for granted as well. Yeah, for me. One of the biggest things for me is I can't go and just hang out in a coffee shop and, and work. Like, yeah. That I don't, I never used to, to be honest, I didn't really like working from, from home and, and writing stories at home and stuff. So I'd go to the coffee shops and, and write from there and kind of hang out there a lot of the days. So it's, um, it's just different. It's just a lot of things that you, like you said, you kind of take it for granted, but it's not, it's not like it's a minor change in a lot of ways. It's just, it's, crazy I don't know yeah it is very crazy well Brian like I said uh good great talking to you I know we hadn't talked in a while and uh man with this this new epidemic I don't know what's gonna really happen I mean even for I've been listening to sports shows on the radio it's like they're stretching for material like (laughs) they talked about Tom Brady signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for at least four or five days I mean you're just digging for stories so uh, hopefully we can get back on track. I, I know everyone's health is really important. That's the number one theme. But you know, it would be nice to get back to normalcy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, yeah, like you said, there's only only so much you can do, and you're just kind of searching for things to do at, the, at home. But like Jake said, health is more important. Than, yeah, than like, all that. Right? Like I said, once I get off the phone with you here, I'll probably just stare out out the window. 
<laughs> or I'll try to find something on ESPN Plus. <laughs> yeah. All right, Brian, take it easy, man. Right. Okay, thanks a lot. Yeah, that was Brian Bucky from the Toledo Blaze Sports Writer for Rocket Men and Women's Basketball and Football and does a little bit of baseball. So he was kind of giving us the inside uh, view of what exactly pretty much happened with both teams after basically their season was just kind of cut short like i mentioned before though at least they won their last game how many teams can you say at the end of the season we won our last game unless you're in like a, a junior high peewee league um that doesn't that very rarely happens anyway uh normally we're usually live in the studio on saturdays 11 to 1 but unfortunately we're kind of quarantined in the school and the studio are closed so it looks like we'll be on podcast for a while since the in the state of Ohio you have your stay at home uh, has been extended to almost April 30th into May so hopefully by the middle of May maybe the beginning of the June we'll be back to our normal routine but make sure you always check us out on Apple or on SoundCloud for the, the podcasts uh, after we record them the 88.3 WGTs after further review we just got done like I said talking to Brian Bucky from Little Blade we'll have more after this on after further review.